they've released, let's call it a new concussion protocol of sorts or a well, direction. It's a concussion management uh, plan. A management plan. Uh, return to play flowchart where yeah. you'll have three stages. Stage one is rest. Stage two is recovery. And stage three is the graded return to full activity. Mm. So there's six points in there all about if you fail one of them, you've got to go back a step. So, mm. Well, and, and it's on the back of today. Correct. A 60-person a class action against the Correct. AFL. Correct. Um, last week, there was a player picking Liam from the Pickin, Bulldogs who, who has personally gone on his own. Correct. The club, the club doctor, the AFL, all in sundry. Mm. So the AFL had to do something. They went away and had this big, um, I don't know, in, what was it, in Amsterdam, wasn't it? The yeah, big yeah. concussion um, well, summit. summit. Yeah, like yeah. a summit, summit conference, and you find, out, you find out all the... So it's massive. Yeah. On the back of the NFL, which is the National Football League in America, paying out $1.2 billion thanks to CTE and concussion and all that sort of stuff. So the AFL's not running scared. Some say too little, too late, but this is a brand new protocol. So we thought we'd get our resident concussion expert on. He's a doctor. He's also a professor of neurology or a neuroscientist. He's with the Australian Sport Brain Bank. We love he giving of his time. Dr. Alan Pierce, welcome. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me back, guys. No doubt you've read it. What do you think of the AFL's new, let's call it concussion objectives? Right, yes. It's, um, look, it's, it's, you know, obviously it's uh, just a, a progression of what has been happening over the last few years. So they've introduced the 12-day uh, stand-down rule, which was, was, a, was a good initiative. Um, personally, I think we can go a little bit further with that, but we can talk about that after. Um, but rather than just having a six-stage graduated return, they've now got an 11-stage graduated return. So they're just sort of filling in the gaps and, and building on, on what their knowledge is from previous. So, yeah, it's certainly a, a step in the right direction. What we liked was it case by case. I, I, I get a sense that you would have, and we have mooted for some years, a 21-day no return to play. Are you happy with case by case, Dr. Alan Pierce? Oh, absolutely, because we know that no two players will react or recover the same way. And so by trying to, uh, you know, have a general approach, it's what we call, you know, trying to crack a walnut with a sledgehammer. So we really need to be getting a bit more individualised and also we can probably also get better with the precision of the measurements as well. Just on this, Doc, will this, now that this will come into play, will this protect the AFL against future lawsuits? Oh, look, that's a great question. I think, um, you, you know, if, if we just go back, I think it was last year with the Shane Tuck inquiry, you know, one of the things that they want to focus on, the coroner that is, is, you know, moving forward and not necessarily just keeping looking back at the past because we can't change the past. So all we can do is make mm. the future better. So I think this is a, certainly a good step in, in addressing that. And looking through, because the stage three is the bit that got me, it's, you know, six of the points of the 11 are in there. So it's really important that once you start to be into day seven, day eight, they, they test you. And if you, if you fail any of these, um, requirements, you go back a step. And that's where yeah. it could turn from 21 days into 27, 28. It doesn't that, matter by the sound of it. That's right. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and, you know, I just, we do have to remember that the previous six stage protocol actually had that already. So if a player wasn't able to, con you know, get through stage two, which might have been, you know, fast walking or mm. something like that, they then had to go back another 24 hours for that stage one. So it's still very similar to previous, but what it is is it's just trying to, uh, you know, in improve the benchmarking of, of, uh, players not getting back too soon. 
Okay. There's six strategic objectives. For me, they're not worth a burnt villi pie unless the head injury assessment at the start is correct and throughout that strategic, you know, journey, if you like. So did they need to have an independent doctor assess this case by case? Because I would have thought all doctors would have, I don't know, different protocols or, or, or different testings or is it all all the same now? And it, and it is absolute science. There's no shade of grey. Well, it is, yeah, it is... Uh relatively uh, streamlined across all uh, the sports with the sports concussion assessment tool. But I guess what we're trying to do is improve that with some um, biological markers, physiological markers, mm-hmm. to make it even more precise. But one of the, the concerns that we still have is that doctors in their assessment, and I'm not certainly not criticising doctors at all in this situation, but doctors are under a lot of pressure. Um, and even though they still have the, the, you know, the, the final say, what we do know from the research, and this is from, you know, around the world, is that players can try and, you know, doc- with club doctors this is, players can manipulate the doctor to try and say, look, you know what, doc, I'm okay, I really am. You know, you know me, I, I, I wouldn't lie to you on anything. And so there's all this sort of stuff that happens that can be quite tough for a doctor to make a decision. So if you do have an independent doctor, then they can also have no emotional attachment to the players, um, you know, and they, they just look at the data close, you know, mm. very clinically. And I guess that's where that's another okay. layer that I think would be really good to have. So, I don't know, let's call it an objective, a protocol, guideline, whatever you want to call it. Say it's benchmarked against other leagues. How does it stack up? Um, well, they're all very much the same. I think AFL in this situation is now one step ahead. I might cause okay. a bit of a war here, but one step ahead of the NRL. They're still, they're still trying to grapple with whether they should have a mandatory step, uh, stand down like mm. the AFL has at the moment with the NRL. They have an 11 day protocol. Now, why it's 11 and AFL is 12, I don't know, <laughs> but a player in the NRL can seek a second opinion from a neurologist or, or an independent doctor who can clear them before the 11 days. So the AFL are, are stricter on this mandatory step, stand down and, uh, you know, return to play mm. uh, than the NRL, who are still trying to decide yeah. as we speak. Yeah. Call me a sceptic, but, you know, you really only miss one game, don't you? You know, why is it at 15? Yes, yes. And yeah, that, don't that's you think one of the it's things. More, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we're still we're still talking about a minimum twelve days. So, mm. um, you know, technically the players can still return on on day twelve. What I'd like to see is, I you know, I hope you agree with me, is that we have a twelve day stand down. Then they move into a you know six or eleven day uh, graduated return to play. So that actually takes it out to at least twenty you know twenty three mm. twenty four days. Mm. And, and yeah. making sure you're passing all of those yeah. tests on the way. Well, well you asked if we agree, Dr. Yeah. Alan Pierce. I don't agree, but I have no science to back that up. <laughs> yeah, look, we do have the science. You know, we know that the brain there takes, you, uh, yep. you know, 28 to 30 days to fully recover, and it's not the same as symptom resolution either. The other thing about the independent doctor, I just... I'm a fan of that. You, I reckon you want to make sure, and you can poo-poo this... Doc, but you don't want to be seeing Dr. Nick Riviera from The Simpsons, if you know what I mean. You don't want to go, <laughs> yeah. I reckon, so go and get him. Well, I reckon you, if you want this to. is what I'm saying. Exactly. Just, I reckon it should be, yeah. you know, we need to have well-renowned or something. Mm. Yeah, they, they, that's right. And, and uh, you know, they do need to have, you know, a postgraduate qualification in sports medicine, um, you know, preferably even, you know, have a neurological um, bent to their practice as well. So, you know, it's not just... 
any old doctor. It's someone who is is uh, aware of of you know sport and exercise. Yeah, uh, love your time coming on, Dr. Alan Pierce. Um, you are the Australian Sport Brain Bank for the new listeners that are listening now, the parents and all that sort of stuff. Just back up what they do and what research and that you do and what you do for the Brain Bank. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, you know we're the Australian Sports Brain Bank, and we also have the Concussion Legacy Foundation that's just started. So we're doing a lot of education, Excellent. awareness, fundraising as well. So uh, check us out online. Fantastic, brilliant. Well done, Doc. Thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank yeah, you, Doc Lennon Pierce. Love his. Makes it clear, doesn't language. Yeah, puts it in layman's terms, and he does. Mm. He, he he doesn't need to be political. No. Because he can run his own race. Correct. This bloke's a professor, yeah. one of the leading neuroscientists. I think he's happy with the path that's no, going. No, it is. And mm. and you know what? That is That does give me a level of comfort. I mean, I've got a little fella that plays. Well, exactly. I can't say little fella. I've got a young man yeah, that plays. That's and, right. And as a parent, you bloody pack mm. your decks about it. And you don't like to see him get hurt, but it's and more so about the recovery. Over. 